Tomorrow you are what you're dwelling on today. So don't dwell on negative things. The things that you're thinking about right now are going to determine your outlook for tomorrow. You are today who you thought about yesterday and what you thought about yesterday. So you have to change what you're thinking. So it was everybody in that one body, Adam, when Adam was doing what God called him to do and walking with God, everybody walked with God. If you can't sow the word, you can't possess the kingdom. Sowing the word equates to having the kingdom and you do not have the kingdom if you are not in the word of God. Welcome to Winning in Life with Frederick Leon, a teaching ministry made possible by the friends and partners of Victorious Life Ministries. Our goal is to provide you with an understanding of God's grace and empower you to live life as a champion. So listen to this message and get ready to start winning in life. Hallelujah, and thank you for joining me today. Uh, no matter where you are today, uh, I want you to know it is a blessed day. God's got something in store for you. Blessings are heading your way. Blessings are not only heading your way, they are in you, and they are rising up out of you. God pronounced on you the blessing, and you can wear that blessing anytime, any place, anywhere. It does not matter. You are the blessed. You're not trying to be blessed. You are already blessed. I want you to see yourself blessed this morning. And uh, I want you to see yourself blessed as we go through this broadcast this week. I'm going to, I believe, help you, help us, help the body understand while we have, why we have been going around some of the same old obstacles, same old processes, same old problems, been in some of the same situations, a lot of us for, for a lot, a long time of our lives. We've been talking about, uh, a kingdom mindset. When you see the word mindset, you usually see the word mindset together, mind and set together. But those are two words also, mind and set. Uh, the, the notion here is my mind needs to be set to something. And so I'm going to share with you what God's been dealing with me with uh, on how to help people set their mind to an atmosphere based off the kingdom of God's culture, not this world system, not this world's culture. You see, how we win and how we lose in life is going to be based on how we win and lose in our mind. Jesus said these words in the word of God. He says, beloved, I wish above all things thou mayest prosper. Actually, John said it over in third John. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper, be in health, even as thy soul prosper. We're going to get to the root of a thing and not just clip branches off but he says even as your soul prosper so I denounce from that that if my soul is not prospering I'm not going to prosper the way God wants me to prosper and when I'm talking prosperity now I'm talking about mentally in my mind I'm talking about physically in my body I'm talking about financially I'm talking about in my marriage I'm not going to prosper if I'm not prospering in my soul and God wants you to prosper he wants you to prosper in your soul so that you can prosper everywhere else that's what I denounce from that word that if I do not prosper in the soul I will not prosper everywhere else that God needs me to prosper so it's important for us to develop a mindset for the ways of God and a mind that functions according to the word of God. And then you need to understand that the soul is the center of a man's being. The mind lives in the soul, right? The mind, the will, the emotions, that is the ram of the soul. That's where your mind is inside the soul. So if I'm not prospering in my mind, which is in my soul, I'm not prospering the way God wants me to prosper. You see, the mind is also made up of an outer layer and an inner layer. And and inside the outer layer of a mind, right, when the Bible speaks, you'll hear these words, uh, as a man thinketh in his heart. That's not the outer layer of a mind, right? Uh, 
that's the inner mind, the subconscious mind. That's the mind that that's the that's buried under, right? The outer mind is is the part of your mind that receives things first, visually, through the senses, uh, uh, through you know touch, taste, smell, hear. It's what receives information first. The subconscious is what is where information is deposited after it's been received repetitively into your mind. Now, I know this is a word channel. This is a word radio station. So I want you to understand we're not going from it. I'm, I'm going to set some things in place for you to understand how the word plays in to changing your life. It is the absolute most important thing that you have to do in order to prosper. Forget about all the other stuff you've been hearing. You're going to have to mind, M-I-N-E, the mind, T-H-E, the mind, the mind, M-I-N-D. You have got to develop mindset. And we've got mindset set. We've got a, a certain aspect of our mind has been set. But what has it been set on? What is it that I'm listening to? Who is it that I'm listening to? What determines my mindset? And so we've got to understand the mind is like a temperature gauge, right? I can set it. I can go out there to my thermostat right now and turn my air conditioner uh, right on. Uh, uh, right now, it's probably set on 73. That's kind of where I keep it at 72 or 73, you know, depending on how my wife gets. <laughs> Cause then sometimes at night she'll, she'll freeze me in that room. <laughs> she'll drop it. <laughs> but you know, generally it's set on 72. I like to keep it there. It helps me to keep my bills and everything down. And then it helps me to keep mostly everything at a cool temperature without getting too hot, without freezing everybody. So it's set on an average temperature. Some of us have our minds going up and down, up and down all the time, you know, because we're being played with, we're being toyed with. Some of us got our minds set on things that's out there in the world, way away from God. Even though we are in God and we're part of God, our mind is set on stuff we're hearing. I'm going to tell you that one of the most important tools in this world is media. Because it depicts what you hear, what you what you see. And then it gets to your emotions, it gets to your your feelings, ram, right? And you start to to receive that information, then you start to think on that information and meditate on some of that information, and it gets inside you. And and what you hear, see, feel, and taste, if you let that 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 come into you, it can dominate you if you don't use and don't put enough of God's word in to offset it. Those things are given unto God for you to enjoy things in life, but they were never given unto you, you by God so that they could dominate you in life. I'm going to say it again. They were given to you by God so you can enjoy things in life, but they weren't given for you to be dictated by them and for you to make your decisions by them and be dominated by them. So there's a lot of information that's sitting out there in the world, and there's a lot of things that come to the perception of your senses, and it gets into your mind, it gets into you, it gets into your thinking process, and you begin to dwell on certain things that are sometimes and many times contrary to God's word. And since it's contrary to God's word, it's not for it's not God's process of helping you to prosper the way He wants you to prosper through your soul, through your mind. I said this, I'm going to say it again. Men and women are succeeding and failing based on the attitude of their belief system that they have developed and what they've allowed to enter into their minds and dwell on yesterday. See, you are what you dwelled on yesterday. Tomorrow you are what you're dwelling on today. So don't dwell on negative things. Don't dwell on evil things. Don't dwell on worldly things. Don't dwell on, on CNN and Fox News and all the stuff that's coming in to, 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 to come into your life to get you to perceive or see something from their perception. The perception that matters is God's perception. Seeing things from God's perspective, not from Fox News and CNN, not from, from Capitol Hill and the Supreme Court, not from their perspective. 
See, they come in and try to tell us what things should be when we're supposed to be telling them from a kingdom culture, from the kingdom of God, what things are supposed to be like. But we can't tell them what things are supposed to be like if our mind is stuck on a station that's trying to give us a perception, not even necessarily from a source. You got to understand they're the middleman. We don't even know the source of that information that they're getting in the first place. They don't reveal to us their source. But over here on the other side is the word of God. And we know the source of that. It is God. He is the source and he wants to be the only source that you're receiving from. And you're supposed to take what you receive in your mind, weigh it according to your spirit and let it process. But we're going to see today. I'm going to get into, if you're going to listen to me this week, you're going to see why sometimes the spirit man can't even control what you're trying to do because the mind has to receive from the spirit. So that he can tell that body of yours, get in line, get in check. He's the middleman between your body and your spirit. So we're going to get there. I'm going to get ahead of myself. Uh, all right. So before I go there, I'm going to show you that when Jesus first came into the earth and he, before he got into his ministry, they, he was sent up into a high place to be tempted of the devil. We're going to start there because you're going to understand how you have to deal with the war games that's going to happen in your mind, the battle, the, the, the mind games, right? There's a battle going on. There's a battle going on. See, one of the most dangerous things that God gave you that controls your destiny when he established his kingdom of, on the earth, when he wanted to establish it, he established it through something called a wheel. He gave you a wheel. A wheel. Your will is the thing God gave you that controls your destiny, and he gave it to you when he established the kingdom of earth. But he wanted to establish his kingdom through your will. But it's your will. You understand that? It's your will. It is the one thing God gave you that you possess, the power will that no other creature on the face of this planet has, a will. And God's plan has been always for you to use your will to express his will, to use your will to express his will. But one thing about that will is that you can choose not to use it for God. And that's why it's dangerous. But it's also one of the most, the most, one of the best things God's ever given us. It is. You see, the seed of your will is the conscious and the subconscious mind. The seed of your will. It's in the conscious and the subconscious mind. So, so when I hear you, when you hear me say the word outer, that's the conscious. That's the stuff that first hits when you first receive something, you watch TV, it hits your conscious mind, your conscious of it. That stuff that gets embedded into you is your subconscious mind. When it gets into you, that's, and you, you, you wake up and you start doing stuff without even thinking about it, that's now embedded in your subconscious mind, the inner mind. Yeah. This is where the conscious mind is where the first thoughts enter into a man. It feeds the subconscious. The conscious feeds the subconscious. And the more your conscious mind or out of mind hears something, it feeds that information repetitively to the subconscious mind. And the subconscious mind begins to take it on and, and develop a belief system from it that that's who I am. That's what I can do. That's why repetition, repetition can be dangerous, right? The more you hear something over and over, that, right? That is fed into and deposited into the conscious, the subconscious mind. You see, you are safe in life as long as something hits your conscious mind. I say you're safe. You haven't downloaded it yet. We'll get to that. It's like browsing the internet, right? You can browse all day long. But when you stop and you start going back to it over and over, you're no longer browsing. You, you, you receiving information from it, right? And when you start uh, going to a site, that's just cashy. It ain't there for good. It ain't there forever. But when you start clicking buttons and downloading certain things off the Internet, now that's going to be embedded on your hard drive. Your subconscious mind is like your hard drive. It's like your hard drive. It's like a hard drive on a computer. You know, I'm a computer engineer, so I talk to things in, in, in light, you know, of either m my career path of being military, politics, and, and computers, you know. You know, that's crazy. I know it's, they're far-fetched, but those have been some of my loves, and that's where I've, I, I got a lot of my training from. 
So when you hear me talk about the way a computer operates, I'm telling you from the ins the the, it, the internal side of a computer, it doesn't it can cache certain things, but that can be erased automatically. Boom, all the time, right? Because you just browse something, but subconsciously, when you download something, it's it's embedded. It's there. I've got to do a hard wipe to get rid of. I'm going to have to really go do some deleting in order to get that off my system. So there's some things you got to just watch. You can't, when you start repeating something, that becomes dangerous, right? Because this is the what gets downloaded on the hard drive of a man's soul, of a man's mind. And this is, this, this becomes a, a, the way a man is driven in his life because he has this now embedded in his mind. The Bible says, as a man thinketh over in Proverbs 23 and 7, so is he. So what are you thinking about? Are you thinking about what you're thinking about? What are you thinking about? Who are you thinking about? Where are you getting your information from? That's causing you to think the way you think. That's feeding your will. That's feeding your emotions. What is it in you, right? That why are you so spurred up about certain things? You hitting certain things from the media. You hear certain things from CNN. What are you thinking about? And are you thinking why? Saying to yourself, why am I thinking that way? Where is that coming from? Because as a man thinking where in his heart, in his mind, that's who, how he's going to be. You are who you you are. Remember, you are tomorrow who you are. What you think today. The things that you're thinking about right now are going to determine your outlook for tomorrow. You are today who you thought about yesterday and what you thought about yesterday. So you have to change what you're thinking and you have to change in order to change what you're thinking. You have to change what you're receiving into your mind. Set your mind on the things that are above in in heaven, not the things in this earth. That's what the word of God tells us. Set our minds where set our minds on what? Over in class chapter three, set your mind, set your affections on the things of God. Jesus, ironically, is coming into the earth when he first starts to come in over in Matthew chapter four, and he's got to deal with his mind. Satan is coming to attack his, his mind. You got to understand that Satan is coming to attack his mind. And Jesus is giving us some processes, some principles of how we, uh, uh, we, we deal with Satan when he attacks the mind. Thoughts gonna enter. Dr. Kenneth Hagen, I believe, said these words right here. He said, he says, you can't stop a bird. He says, a bird, you can't stop a bird from flying around in your head, but you can stop him from setting up a nest. See, Satan is going to bring certain things to you. You may not be able to stop it from coming up in your head, but you can stop it from staying there. Right? And there's some things about it you can stop from what you're receiving. You can stop what you're receiving. Because you can stop people that you don't want to listen to that you know ain't talking about nothing. And if you go into church getting a bunch of religion, but you ain't getting no godly message, no kingdom message, you're not getting nothing from the source. You just get a message that's going to stir up your emotions. That's probably not from God because God's going to come to you and his word is going to stir you up. His word is going to convict you into being who he wants you to be and what he's called you to be. And when you're doing wrong, that word is going to stir you up to go to the right, to be right. So it ain't going to just be when you jump around and shout. So if you only go to church and get a message that's only going to spur you up to jump around and shout, you're probably not going to a church that's made for you because God wants to convict you to do things his way and not your way. That came from the Brother Fred School of Personal Thought. But I'll say this. I believe, like Paul, I have the mind of Christ. Say that with me. Say, I have the mind of Christ. You know, not the mind of Buddha, not the mind of Krista, not the mind of Muhammad. I thank God for those people, but they're not God. There is only one source, and that is God. It is not CNN, which don't give you the source of where information comes from. So they spin whatever they want to spin to get you to see what they want you to see. It ain't Fox News because they spin whatever they want to spin to get you to see what you want to see. It's not necessarily from God. And if it's not from God, you need to go and pray it against God to see what God says. That's why your soul and talking over to the spirit is important. Spirit, mm, here it is. There's got to be a transfer, and uh, or, or, or but not before there's even a transfer. There has to be some analysis going on. And the spirit man, if you're from God, will try to bring some uh, 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 an analysis report. 
But it's hard to do that if you're not getting word inside you that the spirit, your spirit man can actually use to help you do a deep rooted analysis. That's what we need. A deep rooted analysis on what we're listening to, what we got coming inside of us. So let's turn to Matthew 4 and let's see what Jesus said. Glory to God. I'm trying not to get sprung up because I realize the tax of the enemy is in this area of the mind. It is here in the mind. So Matthew chapter 4, listen to this. Then Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterwards hungry. And when the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. Right? But he answered and said, it is written. You see the first way Jesus answered him? It is what? Written. Now, you think Jesus is telling you that just out of his head? He's, no, he's telling you because he knows the word. This is what the word said. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The first thing Jesus did when Satan tried to plant a thought in his head is he stopped him and said, hold on, it is written. You got to go get some word to replace the thought that Satan is trying to bring into your mind. When a thought enters your mind, you got to check, is this God? If it's not, you need to respond with a word that is from God. You need to go see what the word says. You need to go spend time with the word. Here, Jesus says it's written, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Then the devil takes him up unto the holy city and sets him on a pinnacle of the temple and says unto him, listen, if you be the son of God, you know, that's what they say. You are Jesus. <laughs> you the son of God. <laughs> now you be the son of God. This is, this is what it said. Cast down yourself also for it is written. Yeah, you know, devil gonna try to give him some word back. Huh? I know the word too, Jesus. That's what he's trying to say. See, devil try to mess you up with some partial word. Not the full word. That's how the, the folks I was just talking, I'm talking about, talking about some black Jews. I was like, what are you talking about? They come up to me talking about some black Jews. I'm like, what, 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 why are you focused on being black Jew? First of all, why are you focused on being black at all? That ain't how God, God didn't design black and white. That, well, I mean, uh, it happened. But when God looks at you, he don't say, hey, I need that black man to do something for me because he's black. He don't say that. I need that white man because he's white. No, he didn't. And when Aaron came at Moses because Moses was marrying a black a, a black woman, God went off on her. He hated it so much that that span of thinking that he allowed a disease to get on Aaron and Miriam. We're going to talk about that more because I don't want to get sidetracked. But what are you thinking? Why are you thinking that? Well, the white man keep me down. No, he not. He can't keep you down. Not if you stay with the source. Not if you stay with God. I get where we're coming from, but you have got to get your thinking in line. Well, I got to get education. No, you don't. You don't need education to be successful. It helps. Tool, retool you, refine you, give you certain gifts, but you don't need this educational system to get you spun up to be what God called you to be. The first thing, the first thing you need is Matthew 6.33. Seek him first. Seek him. Seek God first. God first. Let all this other stuff either not exist in you or, or definitely be somewhere around last place so that you can be who God called you to be back to this word. So the devil took him up on a high place and used the word. If thou be the son of God, cast thyself down for it is written. You see, here's the word. He shall give his angels charge concerning thee and in their hands, they shall bear you up. Lest at any time thou dash your foot against a stone. Now is that written in the word of God? Sure is. It's written over in Psalm 91, but that ain't what he's talking about. He wasn't talking about that aspect of casting yourself down and committing suicide. That's what he was trying to get Jesus to do. Thoughts coming into your mind. Thoughts coming. Let me stop there. That's not for you. 
Anytime you get a thought of depression, a thought of thought of taking your life, a thought of of coming against, you know, saying that people don't love you, things of that nature, those thoughts are not from God. Don't think of those things. Don't dwell on that. Find you something and someone that knows the word that you can spend time with. Get into the word. Get to a church. Get before a godly man that will help you or a godly woman that will help you see your real identity in God. Because that is not your identity. Depression is not your identity. God, Jesus said that, that in me, you can have joy. Joy. I have overcome the world. You can have joy for I have overcome the world. So if you sitting here, you up here today and you got depression, you got thoughts of sadness and thoughts of uh, like the devil tried to get Jesus talking about suicide. Look, that ain't from God. That ain't, that is not a godly thought. That's satanic, demonic, that's evil. That did not come from the Father. That did not come from the source of creation. That came from the evil one. Jesus said that in me you can have fullness of joy. That's what he wants you to have. I'm abundant life. That's what I care that you can have life and that more abundant. It's the thief that comes to still kill and destroy. And so if you having depression thoughts, you in a marriage and you having thoughts because your marriage ain't going right. Listen, get to someone who's going to help you fulfill your joy by getting you the word godly information. Spend time with you understanding your identity in God and get time to yourself to praise before God in worship and watch joy come into your life. I just wanted to had to take that sidebar for some person that might be listening to me today. God loves you. He loves you. And Satan knows how to twist the word also. That word was not uh uh for tempting God. So Jesus comes back in verse seven here. Jesus said unto him, it is written again, thou shall not tempt the Lord thy God. Again, how many times is this? Here comes the third time. The devil hadn't went anywhere. He's still there trying again. You think he's going to walk away from you. He did this with Jesus. Who was the word? You don't think he's going to do this with you? So it says he comes again to take him up unto an exceedingly high mountain and show him all the kings of the world and the glory of them. And he said unto him, all these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me, Jesus. Then said Jesus unto him, get thee hence, Satan, for it is written. <laughs> and I need you to see this. Listen, he didn't say this is what I'm saying. Satan. He said, this is what my father says. It is written. The first time it is written. The second time it is written. Here's the third time it is written. He didn't come trying to speak his mind. He spoke God's mind. He spoke the word. In the beginning was the word, the logos, and the logos, the word was God, and the logos, the word was will God, and the logos, the word was in God. It was God in the beginning. The express image and thoughts of God is what he expressed here. And how do you do that? You find the word and you speak the word. Don't speak what you're thinking. Don't speak what you, uh, well, you know, when you start playing back. Well, God knows my heart. That ain't what he says in the word. You ain't going to, you're not going to find that in the Bible nowhere. God knows my heart. So you're trying to pray against thoughts with Satan. God knows my heart. Yeah, Satan, he sure do know your heart. <laughs> yeah, call that girl on up. I know it's two o'clock in here. Yeah. You go ahead and call her up. Y'all ain't even talk about Jesus at no two o'clock a.m. You go ahead. Pastor Red, you should. Die. No, I'm be. I'm, I'm gonna be live and in color on, on this broadcast this week. You go ahead, call up. Then you watch what happens. Go play some some Art Kelly or some some Luther Vandross or some uh, uh, whatever they got playing some Usher today. And then talk about well, you know, she said she needed me. He said he needed me. Yeah, you were just weak and you didn't cast down the word. You didn't cast down that thought when it came. You didn't do what Jesus did and said it is written. Huh? You get messed up on your job and things come in, thoughts come in, and you want to say your peace of mind. You better shut your peace of mind mouth up before you lose your peace of mind job. And then you won't have no peace of mind because you're sitting at home peace of mind broke. 
Stop. Don't do that. Don't let Satan get into your mind. You have got to mind the mind. So what did Jesus do? It is written. Here he get. Here he is again. And again, the devil takes him up and Jesus says, what it is written in verse 10, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him shall thou, him only shall thou, thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him after he resisted the devil. That's what James tells us over there. Resist the devil, huh? Resist the devil, draw to God, submit to him. And what's going to happen? The devil's going to flee from you. That's what Jesus did. He practiced grace. I'm going to submit to grace, not to the enemy. I'm going to submit to the word, not to the enemy. So you got to understand why are you thinking what you're thinking, right? So you got to guard. The Bible tells you in the word, guard your heart for out of it flows. What the issues of life, guard your mind. That's what he's talking about. Not the one that's beating blood. He's talking about the heart, the mind, the soul of a man, guard your mind for out of it flows the issues of life. So see when your subconscious mind, which is your heart, Yes, this information in in you and, 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 and from an, another source, right? Then that source begins to control your mind. Whoever controls this place, the subconscious mind controls your life. And in order for you to control the heart, you got to work on the conscious mind to repeat stuff until it gets into the subconscious. And it ain't just repeating anything. It's repeating with the word of God. You keep repeating, you keep repeating, you keep repeating, you keep repeating over and over and over till it sticks. And when it starts to stick, uh, starts to stick in your mind, you'll be, you're going to be in the process of changing. See, once you get it to hear it, faith comes by what? Faith comes by hearing, not just hearing it once, but hearing and hearing the word of God. Faith comes. Fear comes by hearing and hearing the word of the enemy. Right? That is why the word of God says, take heed what you hear. Take heed what you hear. Take heed what you hear, because everything you hear won't be from God. You must take heed what you hear. I know this. I can tell you about this. I used to try to figure out, try to try to get into this place to try to understand why am I thinking the way am I think the way I'm thinking. I don't understand this. I was in a place, you know. Uh, I've told you guys my story before. Uh, years ago, uh, being addicted to pornography and how did you break, how did you break that? You know, people come in and you try to, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop doing a behavior. I'm gonna, I'm going to, uh, you get to a place where you say, well, you know what? I'm just not going to watch it anymore and I'm not, I'm going to not do it. Then I'm not going, you know, that's how we do certain things. Well, this weed, uh, going, having fornication with somebody, having sexual acts, being promiscuous, whether it's gossiping too much, whether it's watching too much TV, you know God's trying to get you to read your word. You develop this habit that you become lazy in the word and you, you're more attuned to listen to the things of the world on TV and you know it's not doing you any good. You know it's creating bad habits. How do you break those cycles? You do it by doing what Jesus did. You got to replace it. You're going to have to sit before and get before God and start spending some time in prayer and spending some time in the word. What did God tell Joshua in Joshua chapter one? This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. What you should do, you shall meditate in it day and night. What are you going to do? You're going to meditate in this word day and night. Why? Because you got to mind the mind. When we were in Iraq overseas, they had these places called minefields, minefields. In the minefield, you would go into the minefield and you couldn't see where the mines were because the mines were subconsciously. They were buried in the sub layer, the sub layer of the soil. You couldn't see them. They were underneath. So in order to understand these mines that were planted, then know where they were at. You had to have an expert that was in, 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 in exploring minefields, researching minefields and finding out where mines were at. So they would come in with this, 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 uh, 
electric meter. This meter was, was, was a vast technology to be able to look for the different type of metal parts that are part of, uh, of the mine fragments, right? And, and to be able to tell us where they thought mines were at. Now, they were the ones who came out and searched for it, but they had another engineer who was an engineer, uh, a, a bomb engineer, right? Uh, 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 what we call, uh, Frago, uh, for, for, for fragging, uh, which is part of, anytime you hear grenades, those, those are uh, fragments that are put together inside of a device that explodes out with those fragments to create havoc on the, on the person, uh, uh, intended, uh, in a, in a, in a battle, right? So mines are like, underground grenades they 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 rise up to a certain level and they expand and blow out with fragments uh uh in multiple di- multiple directions so you have to find somebody who's an expert into to coming in and d- destroying the mines or, or at least uh uh dissecting it and and disarming the mind so they would dig up underneath where that mine was at and go in and pull the mines up and just dis- have them disarmed. But that was an expert. When somebody that we could do from the infantry standpoint, they were there to help protect us so we could have a clear path through to continue going on our assignment. See, there's an assignment God has for you. There's a place that God has designed for you, but the devil's placing traps into your mind, like these mines in the minefield. And, and, if you don't use the word or which is going to be governed by the Holy Spirit speaking into you, the word that you receive, right? The word is the, is the, 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 is the meter, like the meter that the God got. When you start pouring the word in, right? The word is going to help come in and replace us. Say, Hey, I found out where the root of the problem is at. That's what the word is going to do. I'm going, it's going to help find out the deep analysis, right? That needs to happen. I call it root analysis, right? Deep root analysis. The word is going to come in and begin to pour into your life and it's going to say, Hey, ooh, beep, 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 beep. I found the problem. To why you're promiscuous. I found the problem to why you keep going over there trying to have, 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 have relations with that girl. Relations, that's what grandma used to say. Uh, like Eddie Murphy, them say, relations. You know, you keep trying to go have relations with that girl. <laughs> you know, or you keep watching that pornography or, or you keep watching, the, the, you know, the housewives of Atlanta. I'm not trying to mess with y'all, y'all women, but you keep watching that TV and you keep watching, you know, that stuff that you know is no good for you. It's, it's not helping you, you know, for kids. You keep listening to all that junk rap music with all them, them cuss words. You think yeah, it's not, aff- it is affecting you. If it's not from God, it's affecting you. And even if it is from God, it's affecting you. Every word Jesus said, we're going to give an account for it. Every idle word that comes in, you're going to give an account for it. So music is going to affect you. Now, if you're married like I am, you might want to put some of my brothers on every once. <laughs> Let me stop having fun with you guys. You you know you might you know my wife like Mary J you know you might you might put some on some usher I might put some usher on <laughs> I'm married <laughs> with my wife I'm talking about with my wife <laughs> but, but in seriousness you have got to replace the stuff you're hearing from the world with the word of God that's what you got to do. And so, like these minds that were out there in the minefield, once the word is placed into you, now the Holy Spirit can speak to your, to your spirit, right? Your soul will now gets up. Here's what's happening. I want you to see this picture. You got your body. You got your soul, right? You got the spirit, your spirit man. You go get saved, right? And your spirit man got saved. He look good. Spirit man, you know. Bible says now you are a new creation, right? Old things are passed away, behold, all things are new. Stop. What's new? Your spirit man now has a, is born again, but there's a renewing that has to happen. You still got old habits. You still got stuff. See, we, we, we've been, we've been, uh, 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 what's the word I like to use? Bamboozled. To think that just because we accepted Jesus Christ, everything else got, we got renewed in the, in, in our mind to all this stuff that happened. Now, 
I I don't have time. I'm going to come back into another subsequent lesson when I'm going to talk to you about how we need to truly understand what happened in Genesis. But there was one body God had called Adam and he put everybody into the body, Adam, that body, which he put inside of him and said that body would commune with God's body, God's mind. But when that body, Adam, with everybody sinned and everybody in that one body, Adam sinned. So it was everybody in that one body, Adam, when Adam was doing what God called him to do and walking with God, everybody walked with God. But when that one body in Adam sinned, everybody in that one body, because God put everybody in Adam when he made Adam mankind, then everybody in that one body, Adam sinned. That's why Romans 5 says, now when Jesus Christ comes and everybody accepts Jesus Christ, just as one man, sin came through one man, then just like Jesus Grace comes through the one man and much more when sin abounds, grace much more abounds. Why? Because of what the one man Adam could do caused everybody to be able to join the sin boat with Adam. Then everybody, when they accept Jesus Christ, can join the grace boat, the restoration, the renewal process with Jesus Christ. But as many as received him, he gave them power. To become sons, because you got to receive it. You got to receive righteousness. You got to receive the grace of God. And you got to go and explore the word to begin now reframing your mind. Paul said, I beseech you, therefore, brothers, Romans chapter 12, by the mercies of God that you present your body to live in sacrifice, holy and self unto God. Be not conformed to this world. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. The renewing of your mind. The renewing of your mind. So contrary to popular opinion, contrary to what most people want to say in the church, you got some work to do once you get saved. Yes, you saved, but that don't change your thinking. It doesn't change. It don't make you a success. It qualifies you for success, but it will not make you successful. Just so, ah, Lord, I thank you. Hallelujah. <laughs> that sounds good, but that don't make you successful. It qualifies you. It puts you in a realm of being able to receive from God. You can, you receive the Holy Spirit. Great. But when thoughts come and you don't turn to the Holy Spirit to do a deep rooted analysis because you've been spending time in the word, the Holy Spirit is going to be grieved and checked out because your soul is going to say, sorry, Holy Spirit, talk to the hand. Face don't understand. (laughs) I'm playing with you guys, but I'm being serious. That's what, the, that's what you're going to do. You're going to throw the hand up at the Holy Spirit who's trying to talk to you. Your spirit man sitting here trying to say, receive. You get a thought. Oh, you should watch that video. Oh, that, that naughty video won't do you no, don't want, don't want hurt you. You should watch it. But then you, that comes into your soul through your mind and you got this thought and you got this image. But in the mind, the soul, because it's been reading the word, says, okay, wait a minute. Let me check this over and talk to the spirit. And the spirit says, okay, wait a minute. This is not right. This is not grace. This is not from me. So the Holy Spirit talked to your spirit, says you put that aside. You cast that down according to Second Corinthians chapter 10. Right? Cast down imagination thought. Then you go over and the real spirit man talks back to your soul to say, hey, I checked that with the spirit of God. The spirit of God said that wasn't right. So now the soul, which is the mediator, is between you, the, your spirit and your body. The soul tries to tell the body, hey, body, the spirit said, you, you, you don't want, you, you, you gotta let that go. That ain't from God. The body says, well, I like that. The soul says, yeah, but the spirit, he says, but I like that. It's so good to me. I, it makes me feel good. It, 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 I, I, I don't think I'm ready to let it go. Then your soul, because it's been embedded with that stuff, you know, if it ain't been over and over embedded, it may say, okay, listen, we got to let it go. Don't turn away from that. And when you do that, it's okay. It's easier when you ain't doing it repetitive. But when you start doing it repetitive and ignoring what the Holy Spirit say, then that starts to become on your hard drive. 
that sets up in your mind. That sets up to start telling your spirit, you don't have control here. The body's running this. The soul's running this, this mindset aspect, because you're not now going to get the word. You hear what I'm saying? Thoughts come in. And if you're receiving the word and going to church and in worship and you're reading your word, you're going to have some word that's going to be developed inside your spirit, man, that your spirit man is going to talk to the Holy Spirit and say, hey, what I do with this thought that just came in and the Holy Spirit is going to tell you what to do with that. But if you start to digress by rejecting what the Holy Spirit said and you keep going back to that uh, that source that's not from God and you keep receiving that information and letting that information sit inside your spirit your into your inside to your inside your mind that mind is going to start starving your spirit man your soul is it's going to start starving your 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 spirit man because it's become embedded on a hard on this on this on this physical hard drive that's that is the subconscious has now received this information over and over and over and it says I can go do this because it's it's become used to going to do something. Right? I wanna go have I, I wanna go go I know I'm not married, but but I'm I'm so used to going out and and being with other people. And being promiscuous. Well, that ain't, I'm so used to going out and just drinking and having my fun and getting drunk. That ain't what you're supposed to be doing. I'm so used to going out and, and, and having weed and getting hot. No, that's because you've programmed yourself now in the subconscious mind to listen to what you see, hearing, tasting, and feeling, which comes, is coming through the body. And it's giving you a perception, which is a negative perception that it's okay to do what you're doing because now it's in your subconscious mind. So in order to root that out, you got to go apply the word and spend some time with the word, with God to deal with that, to let him convict it and say, Hey, that is not what I want for you. This is what I want for you. And you're never going to make it to the place that I've called you in your assignment if you keep letting these things dictate your pathway, your future, your life success, or your life tragedy. That's what it'll do. God says you need to get a special technician to come in and deal with this stuff that you now let set up and take root. It's rooted into your mind. That's why Jesus talks about Mark chapter four. A soil has to sow the word. You're not going to deal with this negative crap that's been rooted in your mind without sowing the word. You've got to go get the word. Just like we did over there when we had them, those minds in those minefields, we had to call for a special technician he, with a special radar. The Holy Spirit has a special radar, right? It consists where the devil's latest mind traps in your mind, right? That's so the Holy Spirit would do for you what we had those technicians doing for us on the minefield. When you allow God's word into your mind, he can help you. And he helps you by getting information back to your soul, right? This is where you, your mind, your will and your emotions are housed. And you see, because you are a spirit, you have a soul and you live in the body, the Holy Spirit will now begin to speak over into your spirit, man, which will now speak back to your soul. And the soul can relay that message down to the body. And when they start teaming up on the body, the body will fit in line. They will. The soul of the man is the first medium or media designed by God. The soul will talk to your body and your spirit. It's where the information comes from. He will feed that information to the spirit and to the body based on what's been processed to him, based on what he's hearing, touching, and seeing. You need to understand that. If you can't sow the word, you can't possess the kingdom. Jesus said that. I didn't say that. Jesus said it. He says, I saw sows the word. And if you don't understand how to sow the word, you cannot possess the kingdom of God. Sowing the word equates to having the kingdom. And you do not have the kingdom if you are not in the word of God. That's point blank. I can't give you any more. I can't give it to you no better than that. You must sow the word. Sowing the word equates to having success from the kingdom of God. You will get to success. He told Joshua that in Joshua chapter one, this will bring you success. You will have good success doing what? Meditating the word, which is the kingdom of God. 
It is what God has in the kingdom. Jesus came and the first thing that came out of his mouth when he started his ministry in Matthew chapter four is repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. And we come into the church. We try to tell people that repenting is about just turning away from sin It's not because you don't turn from sin without getting to the learning to the word. And so we brought people down, put them on a morning bench. We brought people down and we ridiculed them and we brought people down and we made a shame and a mockery of them. Why do you feel so strongly about it? Because we did religion and we didn't do God's culture, which was get people to the word, show them the word, get them involved in the word. Let them understand. Repent means to change your way of thinking. Jesus said, repent for the kingdom is at hand. Change your way of thinking. Look at Mark chapter four. Change your way of thinking. Look at Mark chapter five. He's talking about the Beatitudes, another way of thinking. Look at Mark, I mean, I mean not Mark, Matthew. Matthew chapter four, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Matthew chapter five, he's talking about the Beatitudes. Matthew chapter six, he's talking about how you pray. In Matthew chapter six, he goes on talking about take no thought for your life. Don't do what? Don't think. Don't think this way. Don't think what the world says. You can't have two masters. You can't have think like the devil and then try to think like God. What's going to happen? One's going to start dominating the mind. And when you do, you're going to start losing on the, on the God side. If you let the enemy dominate your mind with worldly thinking. Now, I'm not just trying to say this from a standpoint of sin or shame, those things, because it's the word that changes all aspects. It changes. It, the word is going to come in. Uh, uh, turn, if you're talking me to Hebrews chapter four, Hebrews chapter four, because I had another scripture that I wanted to bring to you real quick. But let's turn to Hebrews chapter four and let's look at what Hebrews says here about the word, because you need to understand that this is why you have to turn to the word. Right. Now, it says this in Hebrew 4 and 12. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Now, let's go to the Amplified. For the word of God, the, the, from the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life, the soul, and the immortal, the spirit. Look where it penetrates. The breath of life, the soul, and the immortal, the spirit. And of the joints and marrow of the deepest part of our nature. Exposing and sifting and analyzing. There go that deep root analyst. Right? That deep root analyzation that I was telling you about. And judging the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. That why that that's that's the reason why you have to use the word because it will come in and do deep root analysis and tell you you gotta get this out. You need more of this word over and over. You need to renew your mind. You need to renew your mind. I mean, I've been I'm in a process and there's some things I still need to renew my mind to. So I've been you know, I'm t- teaching you, I'm teaching me. Take control of your mind. Take back your mind. Tell the devil, you can't have my mind. I have the mind of Christ. Uh, Galatians 5, 16, uh, 17 in the Amplified Bible says this, but I say walk habitually in the Holy Spirit, seek him and be responsible to his guidance. Then you will certainly not carry out the desire of the sinful nature, which responds impulsively, impulsively without regard for God and his precepts. You see, I don't want God's concepts. I want God's precepts. I want to know what he's thinking before. That what was in his mind, the original thought, his original intent. If I have his precepts, concepts will come. I want the precepts of God, the principles of God. Where am I, where, where am I mind is supposed to be focused on? What is my mind supposed to be focused on? Huh? For the sinful nature has its desire, which is opposed to the spirit. And the desire of the spirit opposes the sinful nature. For these two are in direct opposition to each other, continually in conflict. Well, who do you think the world is? Where do you think the world gets their thoughts from? Now, I'm not saying everybody out there that you hear from is from the world. Some, some people are from, you know, but you need to be able to balance. You need to be able to see what perspective is right. What perspective was a godly perspective versus a a a a, a, a evil's perspective? You understand that? You've got to know. 
The word of God tells us over in Matthew chapter 12, 35, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart, bring forth what good things An evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart, bring forth evil things. What have you allowed to come in to dictate your thinking? Because that's dictating your success. That's dictating your life. That's dictating where you're going next and how far you're going. How much God can use in you. It's dictating. It's dictating the very pathways that you're supposed to be traveling down. And it's not that God can't use you. And it's not that God won't use you. He just wants you to get settled that you're going to listen to his word so he can get you back on a pathway to fulfilling your life purpose and assignment in him. I'm telling you, this works for you in your business. This works for you when you give a doctor's report. It's not just when you're doing something bad from a standpoint. It, it, it works when fear tries to enter into your heart. It, it works. I mean, how many of you at the beginning of the year have, have always made some type of vow, something that you're going to do for the beginning of the year? I mean, you make a resolution, something that you'd say, I'm going to do, right? But you never find yourself doing it, right? Either it's a behavior you want to stop or you say, I'll I, I, I gain weight, I want to lose weight. And you go in and you make all these different vows of what you're going to do, right? And you never get there. Have you done this? Because I have, right? Maybe you said something like this. This year I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to exercise every day. Or maybe you said, I'm going to stop dating anyone who is mean to me. You know, oh, I'm not going to date at all. Or I'm tired of wasting my time on social media. I'm tired of wasting my time on TV, comparing my life with everyone else's, right? I'm getting off good this time. I ain't watching no more of that Housewives of Atlanta. I used to mess with my wife on the show watching no more, but I know a lot of other people do. <laughs> You messing around, Pastor Fred. You know, that's it. This is the last time. I'll never look at pornography again. I know I said that. Huh? I'm not going to exaggerate. I'm going to stop lying. I'm going to stop gossiping. You know, to get attention or feel better for myself. Oh, I'm going to read the whole Bible this year. How many said that? How did them ask you? Whatever that vow was, how did it go? Be honest. How did it go? I'm going to guess that it didn't go very well. Because behavior modification does not work. We always try to do behavior modification. Because the focus is on modifying a, a behavior. And Jesus didn't even come to do that. You don't get to the root of the problem, right? Which is the thought that produces the behavior. So by trying to do behavior modification, psychologists ain't even figured this out. You don't get to the root of the problem if you don't get to thinking, the thinking process, the root. To be more specific, the problem is a neural pathway that leads to the behavior, right? Let me ask you, if you have a tree out in front of your yard, you don't like that tree, do you go just cut down a branch on that tree and call yourself getting rid of it? I know that's exaggerating, but do you go cut down a branch? No, you have to cut the root of the tree. You dig the tree up because that's where the roots are. Likewise, when you got branches growing off on you that says, wait a minute, this ain't from God. This is ugly. This is devilish. This is evil. This is, this is not good. This will not produce godly fruit. You don't just cut a branch off. You got to go f- to the root. Most of us in the Christian world, in the Christian culture have been going and cutting branches off. That's what I'm trying to symbolize here. We just been going at a branch. We have not been going at the root of the problem. We've got to get to the roots. I said we've got to get to the roots. The root of the problem. And the root of the problem is the word of a problem. How much word have we allowed to get into us? The word. How much word have you allowed to get into your life? You understand that? If you're thinking you can change behavior just by removing behavior, that's absurd. Because behavior is not the root of the problem. You got to remove the lie at the root of the problem. You hear it? You got to remove the lie at the root of your behavior. And you got to replace the right types of pathway, that neural pathway with the spiritual pathway with the word of God. That's what's leading to the behavior. So where do you get the new thoughts from? Huh? 
You don't get them by turning on the TV. You don't get them by going on Facebook and Twitter. You don't get them by being on Instagram to stop lies that you're hearing from the world or the lies you're hearing from the devil. You got to replace them with truth. The truth. Nobody wants to hear that. You got to replace them with truth. If you're struggling with a, a, a you know gender identity issue, you got to replace it with the truth of God's word. If you're struggling with 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 you know being uh, 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 committing sexual sins, you got to replace it with the truth of God's word. Maybe you like me, you struggle with pornography at one time in your life. You got to replace it with truth. Maybe you drink too much. Maybe you talk too much. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you still me that <laughs> now I preach. Maybe, maybe, maybe you got spend too much. Maybe you spend time with the wrong friends because you want to feel liked and you feel like, I mean, I don't know what the issue is. Maybe you dealing with depression. Like I said before, you got to replace it with truth. What God says about you, what he says, not what the world says and not what somebody that don't like you says. Well, what God says is the way we got to do this. We have got to mind our minds. We have got to do this. Jesus did it. Jesus had to watch what he was listening to. He had to re- do the replacement principle. He had to stop the lies from the enemy. How did he stop the lies? He replaced those lies with the truth of God's word. How will you deal with the lies you're getting from Satan in your mind? It tells you that you're not good enough. Tells you that you can't do your own business. Tells you that you can't be successful. Tells you that you gotta do this right here in order to be successful. Tells you that, listen here, you know, the, the that, you know, the COVID-19 vaccine is coming to kill you. Listen, how do you deal with lies? You do it with truth. Anything that brings fear is not from God. It's from the world or it's from the enemy. So you got to replace it with truth just like Jesus did. And you, Jesus went and got the word and used the word on Satan. And you and I have got to do the same thing. We've got to get the word to use the word to combat the lies we're hearing from the world, from Satan, from those who mean us no good. That's what we need to do. That's what's going to change this mind game that we're receiving from the enemy. You must mind the mind. This is what's going to determine just how successful you are in life. And I'm telling you, you're going to be very successful because you're doing what God says, minding your mind with what? With the word, the word, the word of God. Everything flows from your heart. You can't listen to everything. You can't watch everything. You can't let anything and everything into your mind. Guard your heart. Because the issues of life are in your heart. Addictions, lust, fighting, strife, jealousy, hate, racism, everything we face. It has been because of what we have allowed into our mind. Don't let Satan have your mind. The world can't have your mind. Don't starve your mind. Give your mind over to the word of God and see yourself win in every area of your life. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for every person in the sound of my voice. I pray for them, the Father, to guard their minds. And I pray for that they have the mind of Christ. They can do the exceeding abundantly because they are giving themselves over to the word of God. I bind every foul spirit that comes against your people. And I thank you, Father, that I lift them up under the covenant of the blood of Jesus Christ. And I thank you, Father, that they win in life because they guard their mind with the word of God. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, say this with me. Father, come into my life. I recognize that I've sinned. I call you my Savior. Come into my life. Change me. Make me brand new again. I repent for my sins, Father. I know that you are my Father and you will show me how to live the blessed life. If you've prayed that prayer, I believe you are now saved. Write me at PastorFred at MadeAChampion.com so that I can send you materials to help you be the blessing that God called you to be so that you can live out and step into your assignment. Hey, I love you guys. Thank you for joining us on the broadcast today. It's been such a blessing. Hey, every Friday on the Winning in Life program is Giving Friday. I want you to really think about giving to this program. We, we need your support if we're to expand and go do the things that God called us to do. Now, as I say before, I never tell people what to give. That's between you and God. But please pray 
If you want to walk in increase, you got to obey God in what he says. Now that could be $10 to $100 or whatever that might be. I don't know that for you. But talking to the Father, he will reveal it to you. If you would like to give, there are several ways you can give to us. Uh, the best way to give to us is through our Tavli app. You can do so by texting G-I-V-E to 979-243-2148. Again, that's G-I-V-E, the dollar amount, to 979-243-2148. When you do that, that will pull up an app and you can do uh, a check or you can give by your credit card or debit card right there on that app. The other way is through our cash app, and that's dollar sign, winners in life. That's with an S, W-I-N-N-E-R-S-I-N-L-I-F-E with the dollar sign before it. Do that. Please put your name in it so we can give you credit. Now, remember, you need to sow. In order to sow, you need to speak the word. So speak the word behind your giving. Name specifically what you want. And let God bring that into your life. I believe tremendous increase will come into your life because you're obeying the voice of God. Hey, in order for you to renew your mind, you're going to have to listen to the word over and over and over again. If you'd like to listen to this message in its entirety so you can renew your mind to mining your mindset, then you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, and Pandora. We'd love to hear from you. Just search Winning in Life with Frederick Leon. Subscribe to us there. Write us and let us know how you like the podcast. As Oral Roberts always said, I said to you, something good is happening on your behalf today. As we always say, I love you. God loves you. And there's absolutely nothing you can do about that. See you next week. We hope that you enjoyed that message from Frederick. We are here to partner with you so that you can win in every area of life. If you would like to contact Frederick, you can do so via email at pastorfred at madeachampion.com or write us at Victorious Life Ministries, 4621 South Cooper Street, Suite 131, Box 611, Arlington, Texas, 76017. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you. And remember, you are a champion.